Section 51 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 51. Maryland, Saturday, November 5. I crossed the Chesapeake and found some difficulty in getting my wagon over. I missed my appointment at the college and came late to Mr. Goss. Sunday 6. Came away early and, arriving in Baltimore, preached at noon on Hebrews 11, 2 through 8, and at night on Caleb's fully following the Lord. I found the means of conveyance by my carriage or jersey wagon would not do. Tuesday 8. I preached at Annapolis to a multitude of people, part of whom were serious. Wednesday 9. I was under considerable exercise of mind about my carriage. I at length resolved to decline traveling in it, and buying a second-hand sulky, left it to be sold. I now traveled light and easy, and came to Childs's church. Being disappointed in crossing at Holland's Point, I shaped my course for Alexandria. I preached on the Sabbath evening on my way to an attentive congregation and reached town on Monday 14. Virginia, Tuesday 15. I dined with Dr. Samuel Smith and Mr. M. K. at General Robertos. Our conversation turned upon slavery, the difficulties attending emancipation, and the resentments some of the members of the Virginia legislature expressed against those who favored a general abolition. I preached in the courthouse. I took cold by coming out into the open air whilst in a profuse perspiration, and this I seldom fail to do if I preach to a large congregation in a close, warm place. In the afternoon I set out and spent the evening with Brother Foster at Mr. V's. It rained, and the house was like a sieve. They could not even keep the beds from the wet. Thursday, 17. The morning was very damp, and I imprudently set out an hour before day. I thus increased the cold I had caught in Alexandria, and brought on a regular attack of my old complaint, an inflammation in the throat. The day was very cold, and we suffered much. We stopped at a very indifferent house, where there were no beds fit for use, and no candles. We had to wait about two hours for some boiled milk. My fever and inflammation increasing, I rode on thirty-three miles to Collins's in Caroline County, where I became indisposed indeed. Saturday, 19. I could not think it safe to stop here. I went on, passing by Hanover Courthouse, Hanover and Newcastle Towns, anxious to get into a good lodging and amongst kind people. I called at one tolerable house. Plain people they were, but ill as I was, I could not stay here. Journeying on, I came to a petty ordinary, where the host recommended me to a widow Chamberlain, who, he thought, would receive me and use me well. It was growing late, and it was cold, and it was still five miles to her house. On, however, I went. The Lord opened the heart of this widow, and she kindly received me under her roof. I found her to be a motherly woman, and to have some skill in my complaint. I was doubtful whether it were best to bleed or blister. My throat inflamed and ulcerated. 
In this situation I continued with little amendment, until on Wednesday morning the 23rd one ulcer broke, and on Thursday the other. I was now in a fair way for recovery, but having taken cold by frequent bathing my feet, a violent pain and swelling settled in the joint of my great toe, to which I applied a bath and poultice of bitter herbs. My spirits have not failed. I find myself humbled before the Lord, and hope that this affliction will be for His glory and my good. Friday 25. This day I rode to James City. Sunday 27. I went to Chickahominy Church, where conditional notice had been given for Brother Reed. I preached on Acts 5.31, and spent the evening at Mr. Weldon's. My foot continuing in such a state as to prevent my going to my appointments, I was led to reflect on this dark providence. Unwilling to be idle, I wrote to the preachers to do what they could in collecting money to carry on the building of our college. For some time past, I had not been quite satisfied with the order and arrangement of our form of discipline, and persuaded that it might be improved without difficulty, we accordingly set about it, and during my confinement in James City completed the work, arranging the subject matter thereof under their proper heads, divisions, and sections. December 4-5 I felt somewhat better, and had a great desire to go on my way. We set out and came to the river. After long waiting we got over, but with difficulty. The high wind meeting the tide made so rough a sea that the water came with great violence into the boat, as we beat out of the creek's mouth to get into the river. Thus exposed, I took cold, which brought on a slight inflammation, and next day increased, and produced a fever. Saturday 17. Having proceeded on, I arrived at Brother Redrick's in Gates's County, North Carolina, where I spoke a little. Sunday 18. I had more hearers at Winton than I expected, they were attentive to what I said on Joshua 24, 19. At Wicocon the glory is departed. A few Baptist women stood at a distance and wept, whilst I administered the sacrament. They dared not come to the table, lest they should be discovered by their own people. On Thursday last we made an attempt to cross the Roanoke at Cushy, but could not get a flat. We then made for Oliver's Ferry, and having no knowledge of the way, I waded through Rock West twice, and wet my books. The river was rising rapidly, and we had still six miles to Long Ferry. I was very unwell, and my spirits greatly sunk. After getting over, our difficulties did not cease. We had to wade several deep and dangerous swamps. We at length, by kind providence, were brought safely to Brother Curls, where we met Brother Morris. The two following days we went on in the same manner, both horses and riders sometimes in danger as they worried through the swampy wilds. A solitary day this, plenty of water if nothing else. We employed a black man to ride our horses, and we took to a canoe. Being remounted and journeying on, we came to a stream that was impassable. We found ourselves under the necessity of going round by Martinsburg, and thus got into the road and now pushed forward with spirit, until we came to Swift's Creek. Here the causeway was overflown, and the logs most of them afloat. 
My horse fell, but I was preserved by his securing a four-foot hold on the timber after falling. Thus we toiled over our swampy routes and crazy bridges till seven o'clock, and about that time arrived at Noose Ferry, having ridden about forty tedious miles. North Carolina Came to Newburn, Found brothers A and B in the church. I preached at three o'clock on The World by Wisdom Knew Not God. The assembly was in session, and some of the members were friendly. Wednesday, 21. Sailed down to Beaufort and preached in the church. The people are kind, but have very little religion. On the same evening I pushed down to the Straits, and the next day preached at the Straits Chapel. Thence I returned to town, and preached again, after which we sailed back to Colonel Bell's, whence we first started. Saturday and Sunday, 24-25. We held quarterly meeting at Swansbury. Many people, little religion. We came to Ford's Ferry on Drowning Creek. The waters had risen, and extended far outwards from the banks of the stream. Here we were brought to a full stop. Providentially, we found a man there who was waiting for his brother to fetch him over. The brother came, and we all crossed over together. Not, however, without danger. Bushes would strike the horses, and their capering about had well-nigh overset the boat. South Carolina, January 4, 1786 I rode my sore-backed horse about thirty miles to Dunham's, in Britain Neck. Dunham is in despair. This, perhaps, is constitutional, or it may be owing to his circumstances. The awakening of God's spirit, or the combination of all these, may have produced this effect. I borrowed Brother A's horse, and we went on. We crossed Great Pedy and Lynch's Creek, and wet my books. Coming to Black Mingo, we lodged at a tavern, and were well used. Sleeping upstairs, I was afraid the shingles, if not the roof of the house, would be taken away with the wind. Saturday 7. I preached at Georgetown twice to about eighty people each time. This is a poor place for religion. Here I was met by Brother H. Willis. Tuesday 10. Road to Wapitaw. It was no small comfort to me to see a very good frame prepared for the erection of a meeting-house for us, on that very road along which, last year, we had gone pensive and distressed, without a friend to entertain us. Wednesday, 11. Preached at S. Capers's. We had a good time, and many hearers, considering that neither place nor weather was favorable. My soul enjoyed great peace, and I was much engaged with God that my labors might not be in vain. From Capers's I came to Cane Hoy by water. I was grieved at B. A.'s conduct. Hurt to the cause of God may follow. Friday 13. I came to Charleston. Being unwell, Brother Willis supplied my place. Sunday 15. We had a solemn time in the day, and a full house and good time in the evening. My heart was much taken up with God. Our congregations are large, and our people are encouraged to undertake the building of a meeting-house this year. Charleston has suffered much. A fire about 1700, again in November 1740, and lastly, the damage sustained by the late war. The city is now in a flourishing condition. 
Friday 20. I left the city and found the road so bad that I was thankful I had left my carriage and had a saddle and a good pair of boots. We were waterbound at Westmassaw, where I found a few who had been awakened by the instrumentality of our preachers. I was comforted in reading Mr. Zubli's account of the death of some pious Germans, and also Mrs. Fletcher's account of her husband's death. Monday, 23. The Westmassaw being still impassable, we directed our course up the lowlands through the wild woods, until we came to Mr. Winters, an able planter, who would have us to dine with him and stay the night. His wife's mother being ill, and desiring the sacrament, we went to her apartment, and there had a melting, solemn time. In this worthy family we had prayer night and morning. Tuesday, 24. We made an early start. We stopped at a tavern for breakfast. The landlord had seen and heard me preach three years before in Virginia, and would receive no pay. That evening we came to Mrs. B.'s. We rode fifty miles to the Congaree. We lodged where there were a set of gamblers. I neither ate bread nor drank water with them. We left these black legs early next morning, and after riding nine miles came to a fire, where, stopping and broiling our bacon, we had a high breakfast. At Weaver's Ferry we crossed the Saluda. Here once lived that strange, deranged mortal, who proclaimed himself to be God. Report says that he killed three men for refusing their assent to his godship. He gave out his wife to be the Virgin Mary, and his son Jesus Christ, and, when hanged at Charleston, promised to rise the third day. Friday, 27. I had near four hundred hearers at Parrott's Log Church, near Broad River. We have ridden about two hundred miles in the last eight days. Sunday, 29. Having, by appointment, to preach on Sandy River, we set off in the rain which had been falling all the night before. The first little stream we attempted to cross had well-nigh swept Brother M. Daniel away. We rode on to Little Sandy, but found it too much swollen for us to ford. Going up the stream, we crossed over on a log, our horses swimming over. Having gained the opposite bank, we continued on about twenty miles, and had a trying time. I was happy, although Brother Willis was afraid we should be obliged to sleep in the woods. Monday 30. We rode to friend Terry's, but here we met with our old difficulties, and were compelled to go up higher. Coming to Great Sandy, we crossed the river at Walker's Mill, and here we were in danger of losing both our horses. The water came with such rapidity from the dam that it swept them down the stream under a log. We at length came to Father Seeley's. Here we stayed to refit, and had everything comfortable. I preached on Wednesday, after which I had one hundred and fifty miles to ride to White's, Mulberry Fields, near the mouth of John's River. North Carolina, Thursday, February 2. We made a push for the highlands, and got as far as Brother Smith's. On Friday we aimed to get to the horse ford, but missing our way, we made but twenty-five miles, reaching Hermans, who treated us kindly, and would receive nothing. This was well for us, for we had but little to give. Saturday 4. Was a very rainy day. However, we pushed on, and rode this day about fifty miles. We crossed the north branch of the Catawba River, 
and arriving late at the south branch, we providentially met with a man who was acquainted with the ford, and piloted us safe over. It was dark and the river mild. Through a heavy day's journey we came, wet and weary, to Mr. Moore's. Sunday 5. I preached at Brother Connolly's, where there is a large society, and a revival of religion. Monday 6. We rode to W. White's and appointed preaching for the next day. Here I had about one hundred hearers. Wednesday 8. We rode forty computed, and perhaps in truth fifty miles, to quarterly meeting at Gordon's, at the Mulberry Fields, on the Yadkin River. Here we met with brothers Ivy, Bingham, and Williamson. Thursday, the sacrament was a time of refreshing. Saturday, 11. I rode through rain and hail to bees, and preached to a few serious people on Psalm 128, and we were blessed together. Oh, what happiness do they lose who never visit the poor in their cottages! Sunday, 12. At Joseph Herndon's it was a chilly day, but there was some life among the people. Monday, 13. There were many to hear at K's. My rides are a little short of twenty miles a day in this mountainous country, besides my public labors. My soul has peace, but this body is heavy and afflicted with pain. Tuesday, 14. We rode through the snow to Hetty's, where, to my surprise, I found that the poor people had built a good house of logs, and, not satisfied with this, they must needs collect a little money for me, if I would receive it. Sunday, 19. Preached at Morgan Bryan's. Next day I set off in the rain, and traveled with it. We swam Grant's Creek, and reached Salisbury in the evening, wet and weary. I thought we should scarcely have preachers at the time appointed, but the bad weather did not stop their coming. We spent three days in conference, and went through our business with satisfaction. Having sent our horses into the country, we could not get them when they were wanted. I therefore borrowed Brother Tunnell's horse, and went on to my appointments. Wednesday, March 1. I found many waiting at Newman's Church, Rockingham County, to whom I enlarged on Christ our Wisdom, Righteousness, Sanctification, and Redemption. Provisions here are scarce. Some of our friends from the Delaware are suffering. I arrived in the night at A. Arnett's. My being in a poor cottage did not prevent my being happy, for God was with me. Thursday 2. I preached on This Do in Remembrance of Me, and it was a solemn good time. Saturday 4. At the Widow Dick's the preachers fell in with each other. There were F., E, L, and H. The latter is a smooth-tongued, pretty speaker, a youth that promises fair for future usefulness. Tuesday 7. At Stanfield's I had many hearers, and more liberty in speaking than I have had for some time past. It is hard to get and preserve the spirit of preaching. It seems as if God, at times and places, withholds his spirit from his servants or else the power of Satan is so strong as to depress the life and liberty of the speaker. Friday 10. I rode once more to Hillsborough, where I met with a cool reception. I am now satisfied never to visit that place again until they have a society formed, 
constant preaching, and a desire to see me. Oh, what a county this is! We can but just get food for our horses. I am grieved indeed for the sufferings, the sins, and the follies of the people. Tuesday, 21. Came to Whittaker's Chapel, near Fishing Creek, where I spoke, with but little consolation to myself, to about seventy souls. I feel my body unwell, but my soul is stayed in cheerful dependence upon God. Wednesday, 22. Rode to Dee's Chapel, where I was met by about fifty hearers. Spirituous liquors have greatly injured the people here. Friday, 24. At Conaconera Chapel, I had nearly gone through my subject when a man began to talk. His brother carried him away after fruitless endeavors to silence him. Brother Dickens spoke, and I came away in great pain to Brother Clayton's. Saturday, 25. I took some Hira Picra and felt better. Read our form of discipline in manuscript, which Brother Dickens has been preparing for the press. Sunday, 26. We had a large congregation and a solemn time at Brother Clayton's. After meeting, returned to Brother Dickens's. He and his wife cleave to God, but there is a great declension elsewhere. Tuesday, 28. I called on Sister B., at whose house I preached when she lived near Portsmouth, Virginia. I found her at the point of death, her soul filled with the peace and love of God. I came on to Roanoke Chapel, where I was led to be sharp while I treated on the form of godliness without the power. Virginia I found the Lord was working among the people at Young's, in Mecklenburg, and felt myself to be in a warmer clime. We had a gracious time at quarterly meeting, especially at the sacrament. The words of our excellent sister Jones, both in speaking and in prayer, were sweetly and powerfully felt. The second day was great, both in preaching and love-feast. My soul was melted. I have not witnessed such a meeting in the South. Saturday, April 1. Rode through the rain twenty-four miles to the widow Bedford's, where but a few, besides the society, came. I met the married men and women apart, and there were tenderness and tears, greatly felt, and copiously shed among them. Friday, 7. I preached at Merritt's Chapel with but little life. I rode down to Mason's that night, much weakened through abstinence. A deep dejection seized my spirits, so that I could hardly bear up. On the Sabbath day I preached at Moss's to a large congregation. We went forwards towards Lane's Church. Here our conference was held. Some spirits were tried before it ended. Here ten young men offered themselves on probation. Thursday, 13. Rode through the rain to N. Lees. Friday, 14. Arrived in Petersburg and had but a dull time. Sunday, 16. Being Easter Day, I preached at the Mannequin Town on Colossians 3, 1 through 4, with some freedom. Monday, 17. I directed my course northward, and on Thursday, the 20th, reached Alexandria. Sunday, 23. Hail, glorious Lord! After deep exercises of body and mind, I feel a solemn sense of God on my heart. 
I preached by day in the courthouse on 1 Peter 3.10, and in the evening at the Presbyterian Church on Luke 19.41.42. Alexandria must grow, and if religion prospers among them, it will be blessed. I drew a plan and set on foot a subscription for a meeting-house. Maryland, Wednesday, 26. Arrived in Baltimore, and was occupied until the following Saturday in collecting money for the books, and inspecting the accounts of the book concern. Sunday, 30. I preached three times and made a collection to defray the expenses of sending missionaries to the western settlements. I spoke twice on the same subject through the course of the week. Monday, May 8. Our conference began at Abington, where love, candor, and precision marked our deliberations. Saturday, 13. We find that the college is now only fit for covering, and we are already in debt nearly 900 pounds, and money is scarce. Came to Baltimore to spend another tedious week. Friday, 19. My soul is stayed upon the Lord and all within me longs for God, even the living God. Sunday 21 I preached in the new meeting-house in Light Street on I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And in the evening I spoke on First Kings 9, 6-9. It was a very solemn time, a warning to our young people. Tuesday 23 We had a watch-night, Brother Watcoat preached. It was a moving season. Wednesday, 31. Came to Antietam Settlement and spoke in a Dutch church. A traveling ministry would be more productive of good among these people. Their preachers and people are too fond of settling and having things established on the regular plan. End of section 51. Recording by Brian Keenan.